to, uh, well, it, then it was Charlie's house. It became Mary Lou's house. Uh, but at Charlie's house to play games with them. And uh, after a while, I realized that uh, Mom was cheating. And nobody was saying anything. And I couldn't let that go. I mean, she's cheating. She's clearly cheating. It's like, so I called her out on it. It's like, Mom, where'd you get that card, you know? And uh, she took it pretty well. She Just a smile comes over her face, you know. It's like, uh, you got me. It didn't stop her from cheating, but it, it just uh, it was just in the open then that everybody just knew that she cheated now. So they already knew anyway, but uh, it was just in the open. I would like to pay tribute to moms, uh, but women in general. Today, it's Mother's Day, but um, I call this a tribute to mothers and adopted mothers. Because whether you're a physical, biological mother or you're a woman and by nature a mother to everybody around you, uh, just because you're a woman, you're expected to be a mother. Um, I pay tribute to all women today, and uh, I'm going to uh, just uh, give you, remind you uh, of a few of the women that had an impact in my life uh, who were a big part of the church here. And I don't have enough time because I could go on and on forever with this, uh, but I got a few of the highlights. Um, but I'll start off by... Uh, reading a little bit uh, from Proverbs 31 where it talks about uh, an excellent wife who can find her worthy is far above jewels the heart of her husband trusts in her that's beginning with verse 10 <clears throat> and he will have no lack of gain she does him no good, not evil, all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and, and her hands grasp the spindle. 
She extends her hands to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teachings of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So I'm going to ask you to bear with me this morning as I take a walk down memory lane. Some of you will share that with me who have been here a while. For many of you who have not been here so long, these names won't mean anything to you, but they certainly do to me. I'm thinking that I was one of those kids back there because I came here when I was about five. And... Uh, the people in the church adopted me. Um, both the men and the women reached out to me in many ways. And without that, I certainly wouldn't be here today. Um, so I'm honoring um, mothers and women in general today. Uh, so my purpose in doing so will be to highlight a number of Christian women from this church's past who served the Lord both as mothers, or what I would call adopted mothers. Now, I have five older sisters. So to me, I've always had six mothers. Uh, uh, now, they all took care of me in their own way. They all beat me up a little bit in their own way. Uh, <laughs> I remember the day very vividly that I was physically big enough where they couldn't take me. That was a significant day. They'd have to gang up on me to, to take me anymore. That was, that was a good day. But they, anyway, they all took care of me in their own ways and in their own times because that's what women do. Two of my sisters actually took me in to live with them at various times, which I know now how hard it was for them and their families take me in and let me live with them. I could never repay them for that. So before we get into the sermon today, let's pray. Lord, I, I uh, pray this morning that my words would be your words and that this message would go out clearly, that me as a sinner uh, would be diminished and your words would be enhanced. Lord, I thank you for using me, and I pray that you would bless this cracked pot. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So there were two kids who went into their parents' bed bathroom, and they noticed a weight scale in the corner. And whatever you do, cautioned the older one to the younger one, don't step on it. Why not, asked the younger sibling. Because every time mom does, she lets out an awful scream. <laughs> nah, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure none of you women can relate to that one. But how about this one? So today's Mother's Day. It's a day when we're all familiar, uh, that we're all familiar with because we've all had mothers at one time or another. <clears throat> there are some ways to know that you're a mom. For example, from an article I read, it says you're a mom when your feet stick to the kitchen floor and you don't care. You can't find the cordless phone, so you ask your husband or a friend to call you so you can follow the sound of the ringing. Been there, done that, right? Um, your idea of a good day is making it through without a child leaking bodily fluids on you. <laughs> this is a classic. Your favorite show is a cartoon. You can name the one. You know all the episodes. You, You've got them all memorized. You know what they're going to say ahead of time. Peanut butter and jelly is featured in at least one meal a day. You're willing to kiss your child's boo-boo no matter where it is. Your baby's pacifier falls on the floor and you invoke the five-second rule. As long as it's on the floor for less than five seconds, goes back in the mouth. The kids make jokes. Now, that's not the first kid. Of course, the first kid always gets washed off. But by the time you're the second or third kid, yeah. The kids make jokes about burping and other bodily noises, and you think they're funny. Spit is your number one cleaning agent. <laughs> You're up till 10 or 11 o'clock each night after spending a day dusting, vacuuming, doing laundry, changing diapers, helping with homework, folding clothes, walking the dog, ironing, bathing, gardening, painting, finger painting. Lydia has uh, her nails done today. You get up at 5.30 in the morning. You got no time to eat, drink, or go to the bathroom and you still manage to gain 10 pounds. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> you haven't eaten all day and you somehow it's 10 pounds. <clears throat> I myself have had many mothers in my life. Uh, I'd like to lift a few of them up before you this morning uh, for you to, as examples for the women to follow. So like I said before, unfortunately the names won't sound familiar to most of you. But believe me, uh, their, their ghost walked the shadows of this church. When in their day, they were just as much involved in, in the church as anyone was, and more than most. I'd like to start off with the Marsh sisters, very famous uh, women. Uh, two women who uh, never got married, um, didn't have kids, and uh, but had a huge ministry here, teaching Sunday school. Um, 
and uh, they used to take us up to their house in Townsendville, which was a big mansion, and uh, we would make maple syrup. That was a big deal for the young people, to go up to their house and make maple syrup. They were very kind, very generous. Um, now, uh, when I was little, they used to present you with little pins for Sunday school for uh, perfect attendance. It was a big deal, right? Um, Marion was the one. She presented me with my perfect attendance pin for Sunday school for five years straight. That's a big deal. And you know what? She was there every Sunday with me. I mean, these people, they didn't skip a beat. If the church was open, they were there. I mean, you, it didn't matter. If they were half dead, they were going to be there. And uh, I owe them a lot. Their dedication to me, their dedication to God, their dedication to the church is, is unparalleled. When my younger brother Bruce and I lived with our mother in Lodi, which seemed like outer Siberia at the time, uh, the Marsh sisters would come pick us up every Sunday night for church. Now they lived right up here. They lived right up West Ave, by the, just past the water tower. So they would go from here, out to the other side of Lodi, pick my brother and I up and bring us back, and then take us back and drop us off. They didn't live in Lodi, you know, they lived here and they would go out and pick us up. And they were in their 60s, easy. Um, I remember watching the speedometer go from 35 to 55 to 35 to 55, you know, that's the way it went. Uh, but I, we didn't care. I mean, they were, they were there, they were faithful, and uh, that's just the way it was. You know, they didn't have any children of their own, but I felt their love. They will always be in my heart, and I look forward to seeing them again and thanking them for what they did, not just for me, my brother, but my whole family. Uh, they all, uh, they took in my whole family. Another adopted mother of mine is surely my mother-in-law, Helen. Now, to be sure, in the beginning, I wasn't her favorite person. Uh, when I was younger, I, I was a uh, reprobate. You know, I was, I, was, I was the kid to stay away from. You know, I had a hot car and all that stuff. And I had a reputation, which was undeserved, for the most part. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, you know, I guess no man is ever good enough for your daughter. I kind of get that. But again, in her own way, she loved me like a son and has loved me like a son. And we have a good relationship. We've had a good relationship throughout the years. And uh, I call her mom and she calls me son. I must mention my dear Ruth Seifel. What a saint. In this list of adopted mothers, I dated her daughter Heidi when I was a teen. And then after spending some time in college, I came back and I went to work for them on their family farm in Schoensburg. 
Now, even though I'd grown up around farms all my life, I really had a lot to learn about farming. The work was extremely hard, and the Zeefels worked harder than most, harder than anybody I know. Um, had extremely, very few days off. Uh, worked 12, 14, 16 hour days, every day. Um, now, I would have washed out quickly if it wasn't for the daily encouragement that I received from Ruth. I'm sure that, that uh, my life would have been very different without that encouragement because she made sure that I knew that it wasn't just her that believed in a very unpolished, unrefined young man, but that it was God as well. She will always be my mother. Sarah Hunt is another wonderful example of a Christian mother to me. When I was around 14, she used to come and pick me up. Now, the Hunts, if you don't know, they live on the edge of town here. When I was 14, she used to come pick me up early in the morning. Every morning, I'd go to the Hunt farm and milk cows with her. And later, she would see that I got a good breakfast, and she would take me to school because she worked at the school. Um, now, she served the Lord here in this church in so many ways. But one of my favorite memories of her uh, is during DVBS time. And she would do the missionary story. And when she got up to do the missionary story, those kids, us kids, were riveted. It was a, it was a supernatural thing. You know, the kids nowadays, or maybe, I don't know, kids back then, they're all over the place. And there was 30, 40 kids and their focus is all over the place. They're picking on each other. It wasn't the way when Sarah was talking. When Sarah was talking, telling her story, everybody sat still and everybody paid attention. It was amazing to watch. And boy, could she tell a story. And we just loved it. We, we didn't want her to stop. And, and whenever she was coming up, just coming up to the front, everybody just quieted out. It was it was. Amazing. I love her for that. Where would we be without mothers that teach us so many things? They teach us logic. If you fall off that swing and break your neck, you can't go to the store with me. Okay. <laughs> they teach us medicine. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze that way. They teach us ESP. Put your sweater on. Don't you think I know when you're cold? Classic. Always putting on more clothes for the kids because you're cold. Uh, they teach us how to meet challenges. Uh, where's your brother? And don't talk to me with your mouth full. Now answer me. <laughs> and don't mumble. <laughs> Maybe you've uh, heard some of these or even said some of these before. They teach us how to have a sense of humor. If you cut your toes off of that lawnmower, don't come running to me. <laughs> okay. So unfortunately, there will only be enough time this morning to scratch the surface of the positive impact that women have had on my life. Uh, so I got a few more that I'd like to talk about. Um, 
I think of Virginia Baldwin. Now, she lost her husband when she was in her 30s, I think. She had four kids, four young kids. Uh, Now, if she came to church, if she just got to church with all her kids, everybody would have said, good job. Great. We don't expect anything of you. We know you got your hands full. That wasn't. That wasn't the way at all. That wasn't Virginia Baldwin. Isn't Virginia Baldwin. She was involved in the church in so many ways I can't tell you. Um, she was in charge of the Philathia class, which is the women's, older women's Bible study class. Uh, she taught it for eons, many years. Um, she taught Sunday school forever. Uh, I remember she was involved in the pulpit committees. Now, she's a mother with four kids, works full-time to support them, and we go on this pulpit committee trip to Ohio. She's there. Wow. I mean, come on, that's dedication. I mean, that's above and beyond. That's just above and beyond. And uh, I know that when when she meets God face to face, God's going to say, good job, thou good and faithful servant. Another person I think of is Ada Robinson. Now, she could be uh, controversial. She was uh, full of it. Um, you could debate full of what. But she was dedicated to teaching kids scripture, teaching kids Bible lessons. And she would do that uh, mostly at her house, right up the street here, uh, after school, um, for years. Many kids, hundreds of kids that went to her Bible study. And uh, she was a riot. She loved to laugh, and the kids just loved it. And she would do crazy stuff. Um, one of the things, one of the things that uh, she would drive us around in her van. Of course, we didn't have any seat belts or anything back then. You know, you just pile kids in the van and go. You know, didn't matter how many kids there were or whatever. Um, but she'd, she'd stop the van and she'd say, okay, everybody hold on. And she'd, rev, she'd put it in neutral. She'd rev it up because she had an automatic. She'd rev it up and then slam it in drive so that she could squeal the tires. Now, Dick could probably tell you, go on and on about how bad that is for your vehicle. But us kids would just squeal with delight. Because we kind of knew that that was pretty crazy. Uh, But we just loved it. And we loved her. But uh, she helped me at a very critical time. Um, I was to the point where all I was seeing was rules. The Bible says you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you can't do this, and you're not supposed to do this. And it was like, man, wait a minute. This doesn't sound like so much fun to me. 
uh, where's the fun part? And she really helped me work through that and saw, helped me to see that serving God is better than... Uh, that's where the enjoyment in life is. And that's where the fun is. And that was a very critical point in my development of my faith. Um, that's, uh, so I, I give them all kinds of credit and um, praise this morning. Um, One of the people that uh, I don't talk much about, which I will this morning, is Judy Steve. Now, we all know Judy's crazy, right? (laughs) I mean, that's a given. But uh, it was important to me. She worked at the school, and... uh, you know, I knew, I mean, we had a connection because of the church. We had a special connection because of the church. Not just, I wasn't just one of the kids that she had a lot of fun with, she joked with. But it was different to me because she was a church, a woman from the church. And it, and it helped me being in the school to know that there's another person here from the church you know, and, and it just helped me and encouraged me in my faith to say, hey, I'm not alone. Uh, there's other people, and, uh, and Judy's fun, and, you know, so I honor you, Judy, and say that uh, thank you for just for being there and uh, yucking it up with the kids and for being an example that, it, that it's okay. It's okay to be a Christian and to, and to yuck it up and to have fun. And, uh, we are going to pass out flowers, so I better wrap it up. Okay, so before closing, I must mention my dear wife and my own mother. My wife, besides being beautiful, um, I heard the other day smoking hot probably wouldn't be the right term, but, uh, but it seemed to fit for me. Um, My wife, besides being smoking hot, was always good with children. I could see that. Now, I was older than her, so um, I could see that she was really good with children. And, and, you know, I was looking for a woman who was really good with children. My mother really struggled in her life, and she did the best she could. Uh, But... 
uh, I wanted a woman who was really good with children, for my children. And uh, so that stood out to me right away. And she was hot. <clears throat> I mean, uh, so, so for example, when she, ta she taught here at the Christian school for longer than anybody, um, when she walked into the, this room here, and it was full of kids, um, and the room was, of course, noisy and everything. When she walked in, within five seconds, it would be quiet. She hadn't said anything. I was hoping John would be here today, because he's a teacher, and he knows. You know, when you walk into a room, what's going to happen? What's the impact of, you know? Uh, she could do that without saying a word. And it's not because she was super Nazi the rest of the time and ruled with an iron stick or anything. They had, she had their respect. And that's a, that's a unique, tricky thing to do. And she could do that. And that was really something to watch. You could, you could say, watch, hey, watch. She'll walk in, within five seconds, quiet. Awesome. And they were ready to, to hear what she had to say. Lastly, I, but certainly not least, I pay tribute to my own mother, who lived a, mostly a difficult life and a very painful life in a lot of ways. Growing up, uh, her mother died when she was four. Um, as far as we can tell, in a car accident. But we don't know for sure. Um, and then her father uh, left her when she was six or seven. Uh, and at the end of her life, she was killed by a drunk driver. Now, that's the short version. The long version is, in between all that stuff, she raised seven great kids. Uh, she was an only child. She worked full-time, just like many of you women did. Worked full-time, raised seven kids, uh, my dad was away most of the time. He was a trucker. Uh, so even when he was there, he wasn't there. He was working in the garage. So she was dedicated uh, to us and put as much as she had into us and raised, I think, six and six. She raised seven very functional children. I won't say healthy, but I'll say functional. <laughs> um, so on Mother's Day, I want to acknowledge the special place that women can have in the spiritual lives of their families and the church. As many of the women uh, of the church today, I challenge, uh, adopt, in my day, adopted me in any way, I challenge the women of the church today to have the same kind of impact. You know, the, the back of the church, most of the time, is filled with kids. Now, they have their parents. I didn't have my parents with me. Uh, whether they have their parents or not, the ladies can have an impact, and they do. Reach out to one of those kids. You never know the impact. I would not be here if it weren't for the impact of those women on my life. No doubt about it. So, uh, you know, uh, Dan's, Dan is not here today. 
He had to go home. Okay, but he, his ministry, his ministry, he's been looking for a ministry. His ministry is bringing candy. Now we say, yeah, right? Where's Elva? He scarfs it all the time. But I see him, he's stuffing his pockets on the way out, you know. So it's not just the kids. But you know, that's a ministry. Because when, when those kids go home, they can say, hey, somebody always made sure we had a few candy bars to take home. Now for me, I would have said, I, I would have taken just enough candy bars to have one candy bar a day. And I would have come back and I would have taken seven candy bars because that's just the way it is. But it would have been one more thing to say, it's a pretty cool place to be. They even give you candy bars, you know? So whatever the ministry is, you smile, you say their name, uh, give them a hug, whatever it is. Women, you know what to do. You do it automatically. I just encourage you to keep, keep doing it. Uh, so, God bless you. Let's pray. Lord, again, I thank you for the women here in the church, for those who are missing today. I just pray that you'll continue to work through them. I thank you for the mothers and for their ministry to their children. And I also thank you for the adopted mothers who may or may not have children, but who reach out to the other children. And whatever way that they feel comfortable doing, and to have an impact on young children. I thank you for their role. And in lots of times throughout the history of this church, they've pretty much carried this church when there weren't very many men around. It was the women who did the bulk of the work. And I praise you for them and for their part. And I thank you for them. In Christ's name, amen.